0: Oh, man. I need somewhere to go to church. Hey, what's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, what seems to be the problem? I need somewhere to go to church. Oh, you want to go to church? Sounds like you want to be entertained. But I do know a place where you can hear the word of God. Oh, you do? Where's that at? Lively Stone Temple. Lively Stone, Temple, Columbia It's at 51 Berkshire Drive, Columbia, South Carolina, 29223. Sunday school starts at 10 a.m. Worship service starts at 1115 a.m. Wonderful. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where you going? I'm going to church at Lively Stone. <laughs> Welcome to the lively stone temple experience we are one church and four location please visit livelystonetemple.org for additional information this message was recorded on january the 13th 2022 the word of god is being brought forth by elder joseph lee taylor jr now let's follow along in our bibles
1: hebrews chapter one we're gonna start at verse one it says god who at sundry times And in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who, talking about Jesus here, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he hath by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the Majesty on high. Verse four, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath up, by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. I'm gonna read verse four again. Can we read verse four together? Is everyone there? I want all. Is everybody there? Hebrews one and four. Are we there? Whoever's there, I want us to read it. Let's read it with me, please. Read it with me. On the count of three. One, two, three. Being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. My emphasis today, I want to talk about Jesus. Is that okay? I want to brag about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And my emphasis is on these words, these last four or five words found in verse four, a more excellent name. That's my topic this morning. Um, Hebrews talks about better things. That's the theme of the book of Hebrews. You may have your seat. But I want to deal, I want to combine better things in verse four. And, and, and I want. if I were to be more specific, I'd say a better and more excellent name a better and more excellent name. Amen. Amen. Join me in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, dear Lord God, for this opportunity to share the word of God with your people. Father, in the name of Jesus, we realize, God, that we have only made it this far on the strength of your name. Lord, so we ask you this morning to help us to dive into the word of God and let it be a blessing unto us, God, in the name of Jesus. I ask you to let me decrease so that you might increase. God, get me out the way, Jesus. Hide me behind the cross. And I want you to shine on this morning, God. For the word of God has admonished us to let our light so shine. And you are our light, God. You are that light that shines in the darkness. You are that light that shines in us. And I hope that somebody sees you. I hope that somebody hears you. I hope that someone receives you. I hope that someone feels you. I hope and pray that someone is blessed by you and your name on this morning. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I don't know what people came here for this morning. I don't know what burden someone might have brought in with them, God. But we know that there's nothing that you can't handle god there's nothing too hard for our god so lord be who you are in our lives today lord throw your weight around in here lord be a big god in our lives on this morning god and and we'll ever give you all the praise we'll be so careful to give you all the praise glory and honor it is in jesus name we pray amen i have been uh talking recently um about the theme of the book of hebrews I've been talking about the theme of the book of Hebrews recently, and it's real simple. It can be described. Uh, the theme of Hebrews can be described in one word, and that word is better. Can everybody say better? better? I want everybody to say it like you mean it. Put some put some bass in your voice. Say better. better. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that felt that felt a whole lot better when y'all said it that way. Uh, I, 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 I am. Uh, and I'm combining one word that the Lord gave me with another word that the Lord gave me in hopes that it encourages someone in here this morning. And once again, we're talking this morning about a better and more excellent name. How many of you are love the name of Jesus? Amen. Amen. Uh, let, let's talk about Hebrews for a little bit, and then let's 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 dive and, and let's see where we go. Amen. Is that all right, Deacon Doby? All right. The book of Hebrews makes a rich contribution to New Testament theology. The superiority of Jesus Christ over all else is the central theme of this book. It is well known that the book can be summarized in one word, and that word is better. Everybody say better. Better. Everybody say better. better. All right. The word which occurs 15 times in this book refers to the way in which Jesus Christ is better than the prophets. Jesus Christ is better than the angels. Jesus, you are better than Moses. Jesus, you are better than Aaron. And Jesus, the sacrifice that you made and the sacrifice that you are is better than any sacrifice that was made in the old covenant. Hebrews serves as a decoder ring for the Old Testament. Anybody remember there used to be a, a a milk out back in the day called milk chocolate Ovaltine? Anybody remember Ovaltine? And, and, and Ovaltine used to have a show on the radio too. Now that was before I was born too, Deacon Doby, But there may be one or two people in here who might remember the the, the milk chocolate Ovaltine being on the radio. Hey, Amen. Uh, not not Deacon Zimmerman because he ain't a day past thirty. So uh, I mean, I mean he's a young fella. He's a young fella. So not Deacon Zimmerman, right? You know and. And so, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, Sister Zimmy, you got you a young one. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <good>. <laughs> 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 and, and so Milk Chocolate Ovaltine, they also had a competition on the radio where they would um, uh, give you clues each week while they were telling the story. And you had to sit around the radio and listen. And when you ordered the milk, the Ovaltine, or you bought it, they gave you a little decoder ring. And as they gave you the clues each week, you had to put the the, the clues into the decoder ring and, and turn it a certain way so, so you can get the hidden message that they were trying to give you. Remember that? And, and, um, and so but you couldn't get the message without the decoder ring. And so the book of Hebrews is a decoder ring for the Old Testament. You can't understand the Old Testament without, and what was going on with the sacrifices of old, with the high priest in the tabernacle and all the law that was given, 613 ordinances of Moses and the way that the law was given, not necessarily to remove sin because it could not remove sin, but it was given by Moses to the people of God to help them identify what sin was and it served as a mirror to show them how sinful they were. But there were some things behind the curtains going on with all the law that was given and even more specifically the ceremonial law. How the priest would make sacrifice and how the priest would dress himself and how the priest would wash himself at the brazen laver. How the priest would go into the, where the golden lampstand, the golden candlesticks were and how the priest would go into the Holy of Holies beyond the veil and sprinkle out the blood on the mercy seat. There are some things that are going on behind the scenes there that are, are in secret. And, and type representing a Jesus that would come. Amen. And, and, and Hebrews helps you to understand that. And so Paul, being an expert in things of the Old Testament, and being an expert of the law, he, he he gets out the decoder ring and says, this is what was happening when the priest was making a sacrifice. And this is what was happening when you would see an angel. And this is what was happening when when we talked, when when Abraham met Melchizedek. And this is what was happening. It was all representing Jesus Christ. I, I want to put a pin in this moment right here to, to remind us people of God that this book that we have, this Bible that we have, it is a Jesus book. Amen. From cover to cover, from the opening to the closing, from the beginning to the end, from the alpha into the omega, this book is a what kind of book? A Jesus book. Amen. Amen. If, if this book ain't telling the story of Jesus, then the book ain't no good. If, if this book ain't mentioned in Jesus, then then the book ain't no good. And, and, and that's why Jesus admonishes the people of God in John five and thirty nine. He tells the Pharisees, "You you think you got it all together? Anybody ever met somebody that think they got it all together? You can't tell them nothing. You can't help them. You can't advise them. And these silly people don't know they just as wrong as two left shoes. You you you, you you're sitting there, sir? One plus one is not nine. You can't." Not convince me that it. My daddy told me it was nine, and my uncle told me this, and all my life I heard it was. Well, all your life, what you heard was wrong. And the Pharisees are on the scene here, and they think that they have monopolized God, my sister. They think they know everything that there is to know about God. They feel like they know more about God than Jesus did, and and you couldn't tell them a thing about themselves. And so as we come along here, we, 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 we find out that Jesus tells them, you got the Scriptures, but what I want you to do is go back and search the Scriptures. He says, for in them you think you have eternal life. You think that because you you have managed to learn a little something, you got it all together. You think that because you memorized a few verses of scripture that you know everything that there is to know about this verse. And you think that because your daddy was a deacon in the church and then you grew up in the church and you was a little pew baby, that you know everything that there is to know about God. But Jesus says, go back and read it again and, and search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which testify of me. Jesus had to remind the Pharisees that if you read this book from cover to cover and you you don't find me. Go back and read it again. Hallelujah. Because this Bible ain't nothing but a Jesus book. Hallelujah. Anybody believe that in here this morning? If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can, I, I, I love the way one preacher said it, that the Old Testament is Jesus wrapped, but the Old Testament is Jesus unwrapped. The Old Testament is Jesus enfolded, but the New Testament is Jesus unfolded. The Old Testament is Jesus concealed, but the New Testament is Jesus revealed. The Old Testament is Jesus in shadow, but the New Testament is Jesus in person. The whole entire time, uh, Paul would say it uh, this way. He said, for the law. For the Old Testament was just a schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. And the problem that we run into with uh, with, with today is that People have been introduced to Jesus, Sister Evans, but they fell in love with the introduction of Jesus and never went beyond the introduction. And so they're, now they're stuck in the infancy of their salvation. They fit, Everything that they talk about is how they enjoyed crawling around and how they enjoyed crying and how they enjoyed the sippy cup and how they enjoyed being babied and how they enjoyed the beginning and the infantile things of their salvation and. Jesus Christ. And they become so they fall in love with it so much so that if somebody else comes along that's grown up a little bit the first thing that comes out of their mouth is they ain't saved. They ain't got nothing because they don't do it the way that I do it. That ain't the way I learned it. That ain't what I was taught. Ain't nobody right but me. And Jesus says unto them uh, to these Pharisees, that's what your problem was. And Paul says that's what your problem is. Can I tell you all something? If, If if you had a child and the child was 20 years old and all the child could say was goo goo ga and couldn't eat strong meat and couldn't wash himself and clean himself and take care of himself you think something was wrong with the child and, and, and the same thing with the saints if you've been saved for 15, 10, 15 20 years and you have not gone beyond the infancy of your salvation and if something is wrong you are not growing Paul would word it this way in Hebrews chapter 5 he was say, for when the time come that you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, and have become one in, in, and, and become one in need of the, the first principles of God, and have become one in need of milk and not of strong meat. I've been preaching and teaching to you all this time, Paul said, and, and I came back, I wanted to give you a good meaty word, but I found out that y'all still in diapers, and I can't even do nothing with you. you you're around, right, you have forgotten. My God. Ah, uh, how to go on unto perfection. And no wonder he admonished us to go on unto perfection in Hebrews chapter 6. There are certain doctrinal principles you must get so that you may leave the milk and go on to strong meat because there are greater revelations of the name of Jesus that you've got to get. Amen. There are greater revelations of the name of God that you must receive. You must begin to understand that what has brought you out of that dead, dark situation is a better and more excellent name. And that name is Jesus Christ. And if you love that name, shout hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. One writer says about Hebrews in this way. He says, Hebrews sees all of the Old Testament as pointing to Jesus Christ. It's not just that isolated and specific prophecies are fulfilled in Jesus, but the thrust of the whole Old Testament is that it leads inescapably to him, Jesus Christ. Our faith, Christianity, is the final religion not because the faith of the Old Testament is mistaken, but because it is God's way of pointing men through men to Jesus, we've got to do everything that we can do to point men to Jesus. Our songs ought to point people to Jesus, our prayers ought to point people to Jesus our life living when we walk outside these four walls and when we're in the streets and on our jobs ought to point men to Jesus oh uh, Deacon Evans when you're driving that bus the way you drive you ought to drive it in such a way that points men to Jesus the Bible even admonishes on us us on our jobs that we are to work as unto Christ and we must always let our light so shine that men might see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. My ultimate goal is what Paul said, for I am determined to know nothing among you save Christ except for Christ and him crucified. My life is a testimony of the saving power of the name of Jesus. My life is a testimony of the delivering power of the name of Jesus. My walk, my talk, my dress, my character, the way I think, what I read Where I go, my friends, my associations, the way people view me and understand me ought to be a direct reflection of the power and transforming and changing power of the name of Jesus that is in my life. Do you want, uh, if you want the name of Jesus to rule in your life, shout yes, Lord. Hallelujah. That's what we want. We want the name of Jesus to rule. And rest and abide in our lives. Hallelujah. And so, as we move on here, we'll find out a little bit more about the name of Jesus. Do you mind if I take a minute and just teach for a second? Is that okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when, throughout the Old Testament, God identifies his people as those who were called by his name. God's name represents his character, power, and presence. To be called by his name means to be identified with him and to know his divine character. To experience his miraculous power to live under his sovereign authority and to dwell in his sacred presence. God's name represents God himself, and it is God in self-revelation. Does God's people exalt his name according to Psalms 34 and 3. They praise and bless his name according to Psalm 113. They seek his name and call upon his name according to Psalm 83. They sanctify his name, treating it as holy, revered, reverent, and sacred by the way they use and also by the way they live it. And by word and deed, they declare his name to each other and to the world. To those who fear and respect God's name and love God's name, they have a great inheritance. To those who remember Jesus' name, they have an unfailing source of strength and protection. And to those that reserve and love Jesus' name, he reserves blessings for those who simply think on his name. Sometimes when you're going through problems and trials in life uh, and you don't know which way to turn, Deacon Zimmerman. You can't make heads or tails of what you're going through. Sometimes it's just good to sit down and just Think on the name of Jesus. Has anybody ever been there where you just had to stop everything you were doing and just say, I can't work right now. I can't eat right now. I don't feel like texting, calling, or talking to nobody. I just need to meditate on the name of the King of Kings. I need to meditate on the name of the Lord of Lords. I need to meditate on the name of our only true and living God. I need to meditate on the name of the one that has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. This is what I need. Amen. And so I I, I need uh, to be able to do these things. The faith, commitment, and holiness of God's true people in the Old Testament can be summed up in the words of Micah 4 and 5. We will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. You know that God's name is also a covenant establishing name? His name is a name that establishes covenant. And covenant is simply another word for agreement or contract. And when I learned this in law school, Sister Zimmerman, I learned that there are two primary kinds of contract. There's a lateral contract and a unilateral contract. One contract only requires work from one party. But then a bilateral contract requires work from both parties. It is a promise in exchange for another promise. Uh, Tit for tat, you know, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. You do this for me and I'll pay you for your services. Well, the contract that we have with God is bilateral and unilateral. There is something in, in the bilateral sense, uh, he says, uh, according to my name, according to the power of my name, God declares that when he could swear by no higher authority, he swore by himself. Uh, and he swore by his own name that if you do A, I'll do B. And if you do C, I'll do D. And if you do this, I will meet you. And if You hearken diligently, I'll bless you. And I'll cause blessings to find you and overtake you. But every now and then there's also lateral contracts uh, where it's it's not even about your faithfulness, uh, but it's solely about the faithfulness of God. Because can I tell you something? If God waited for us to be faithful all the time, he'd never do anything for us. But based on the covenant that he established with us, he says when they aren't faithful, I'm going to be faithful because I'm not going to allow my name to be blasphemed in the earth. And so I'll wake you up and I'll give you strength and I'll give you favor and I'll give you mercy. And I got a question for everyone here. What are you going to do with the favor that God has given you? How are you going to show him that you appreciate what he has done? The psalmist asked the question, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and I will call on the name of the Lord and how what kind of name I'm going to call on that name that put me in covenant. Mm, Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, we are introduced to the idea that God uses his name in order to establish covenant with his people. He did such a thing by the usage of his name with Israel. Watch this, saints of God. Through his name, he expressed this plan by identifying his name with them. And through his name, he promised to be their savior. I want to let everyone know in here that don't you dare ever forget the name of the Lord your God. I know you may feel like we're beating this drum over and over again. But ask yourself, where would you be without the name of Jesus? Where would you be if he had not come the way he said that he was going to come? And so we look here at what the problem that's caused people to forget about the name of Jesus is suffering. Can we tell the truth? Somebody look at me and say, tell the truth. Ah, oh, I sure will. Suffering has a way of making us forget what Jesus, how good God is to us. But can I admonish you a little bit this morning? Can I holler at y'all for a second? Don't you ever forget that Jesus is your sustainer. Don't you ever forget that Jesus is your keeper. Don't you ever forget that Jesus is your God. Don't you ever forget that he's your way out of nowhere. Don't you forever forget that he's a burden bearer. He's a heavy load sharer. He's a mind regulator later he's a heart fixer he's a healer he's a deliverer he's a way maker he's my light in the darkness he's the shade upon my right hand he's my shield and my buckler he's my father he's my brother he's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother and he's my all in all He's my all in all. He's my all in all. He's my all in all. I've come to the place with my walk with God that I'm learning more and more each day that all I need is Jesus. I want Jesus to be the one that brings me out. I want Jesus to be the one that keeps me. Even when I'm in my most intense time of suffering, the book of Hebrews was written as a word of exhortation to remind the saints of the richness that they now have in Jesus. How many of you know that you've got a richness in Jesus? What you've got over here is better than anything you've ever had in your life. You can't confine nothing that compares to being with Jesus. I ain't never cried tears of joy like I cry over here. I ain't never been held like I've been held since I've been over here. I ain't never been loved like this. I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. I'm so glad that he did. If you're glad about it, shout hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of our God. Oh, thank you, Jesus Christ. Our suffering here has a way of making you feel like Jesus has forgotten about you. Can I encourage you all in here, right quick? Deacon Evans, do you mind if I encourage you? Sister Nikki, do you mind if I encourage you? Deacon Dobie, do you mind if I encourage you? God, I want to put this and submit this for your hearing. Jesus has not forgotten to deliver you. He is simply remembering to make you. I want to say that again because it felt good. Jesus has not forgotten to deliver you. He is simply remembering to make you. And it is the devil's job to highlight the damage in your life so that you can forget the deliverance that's coming. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of our God. Sometimes you just got to beat your chest a little bit and say, I'm broke right now, but I won't be broke tomorrow. And I'm sick right now, but I won't be sick tomorrow. I'm scared right now. But I ain't gonna be scared forever. I can't make heads or tails of it. I don't know what to do. Have you? I've been in some situations, I've been in them so long. I don't even know how I got in it. But all I knew is that day that weighed upon the Lord renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. And they shall run and not grow faint. Wait on the Lord. Wait on them. Suffering makes you forget to wait on them, doesn't it? Because you want to come out now, don't you? You sick of it, ain't you? You say, Jesus, I want you to bring me out of this thing now. But I hear the Lord say right now that if you don't have this experience, you won't know how to walk where I'm taking you. I need to give you some wisdom so I'm going to put you down through there for a little bit. But when you're in it, I want you to know I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always. He's been there all the time. I heard Paul say in one place, notwithstanding, God stood by me. I almost lost my mind, but Jesus stood by me. I almost quit on this salvation stuff, but Jesus stood by me. I almost went back in the world, but Jesus was right there tugging me, saying, boy, I I ain't going to let you go. i got too much invested in you. How many of you want Jesus to hold you? Even if he's got to hold you against your will, you want him to grab you and wake you up out your sleep and say, boy, pray right now. Girl, pray right now. Get up right now. And I want you to know I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. Oh God, hallelujah. If you know that's your testimony, shout, yes, Lord. Yeah, that's what I need. That's what I need. That's what I need. I need to understand that when I'm going through, I've got a better and a more excellent name with me that I can call on. Call your mama and see if she come. Call your daddy and your auntie and uncle now. See if they come. Call your boss and see if they come. But I heard the word of the Lord say that they that call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved and they shall be delivered. My God, my God in the name of Jesus. Jesus says he's going to leave you right where you are until he's done making you. Can I tell you all something? You can't fast your way out this one. You can't pray your way out this one. You can't cry your way out this one. I can lay hands on you till the cows come home but God ain't bringing you out till he wants you out because you've got to have this experience. It is here that we begin to understand the dual nature of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because Jesus, how many of you know Jesus is God? Hallelujah. But now he is not just the son of God, but he's also the God of the son. He is God. In Christ. Hallelujah. And so as the father, he knows what it feels like. And as the son, he knows what it feels like. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Do you know that God knows exactly what you're going through? Do you know that he suffered in the days of his flesh? Do you know that? So as the son, Jesus knows what it feels like to, be, to suffer. And as the father, he knows what it feels like to watch a child suffer. And as a son, he knows what it feels like to have to go through something and want a way out. But as the father, he understands how to, I got to leave my child in this situation because he's got to have this experience. You want all this great stuff that the name of Jesus can't provide, but you don't want God to give you the strength to maintain it. You don't want him to give you the strength to sustain it. The Bible declares that he chose us out of the furnace of affliction. I know you don't like going through. I know we don't like it, but touch yourself and say, I got to go on through this one. I got to go on through this one. The Bible declares here that that God, whatever temptations we deal with, whatever problems we deal with, he's faithful to provide us a way of escape. But we stop reading right there, don't we? Because the rest of the text says that you may be able to bear it. There are some things you just going to have to bear your way out of somebody hug yourself and say i got to bear this one i got to i don't like it i don't want to i got to bear but i don't know what jesus is doing he ain't gonna tell me everything but he told me he'll be with me so jesus if you stay with me i'll bear it jesus if you witness to me i'll bear it jesus if you keep me encouraged i'll bear it i can't go through this thing by myself lord and i've got a more excellent name that i can call on and i've got a better name i can call on In my time of problems, Hebrews, the people in the book of Hebrews, they had forgotten about this. Hallelujah. So a reminder was necessary to remind them that the name that they now have, now that they've come out of the old covenant, is a better and more excellent name. Somebody say better. Somebody say excellent. Yeah, that's the kind of name that you of the God that you serve. His name is better, and his name is more excellent. Hallelujah. Not just excellent, Deacon Dobie, more excellent. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Huh? You can get a car that's nice. You can get an excellent car, or you can get a car that's more excellent. Amen. You can get a, a raise that's excellent. Or which one would you want? The raise that's what? More excellent. Excellent. And so Jesus has a name that is, say it with me, more excellent. Hallelujah. And he inherited that name from the father. And so as we go on here, we find out that Jesus and the authors here prove that his name is more excellent because who he is is better than the prophets of the Old Testament because when we read in Hebrews chapter 1 the Bible declares that in the past God spoke to us by the prophets in the past God spoke to us by the fathers we read the Old Testament and we see how God spoke to us Moses, Samuel and Ezra spoke for God, this is how Jesus is better than all of them Nehemiah, David, Solomon and Isaiah Deacon, Zimmerman, they spoke for God, Uh David, Solomon, Isaiah, and Jeremiah, they spoke for God. Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, and Joel spoke for God. Obadiah, Jonah, and Micah spoke for God. Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Hagar, and Zechariah, and Malachi all spoke for God. But now Jesus speaks as God. Hallelujah. Yeah, he is. That's how he's better. And one day, my God, in Matthew chapter 12, he told the he told the Pharisees who were getting real disrespectful with him and let them know to their face. I'm better than everything you've ever read about. You say you've got Moses. You say you got Jonah. You say you got Solomon. But I'm better than all of them. Ain't you glad that you serve a God that's so bold like that that can stand in the face of the devil and tell them, you know what I learned what Jesus will do? Oh my God, he'll come here. Dick and come here for a second. This is what I found out that Jesus will do. And this is why I love him so much. When you're standing right here and the devil's out there pointing at you and talking crazy about you, Jesus say, wait a minute. He's got a better man now, and if you can you can get to him, he'll tell the devil, you can get to Evans if you can get through me. My God, you can talk him, you can hurt him if you can get by me, but how many of you know that the better man won't let it happen? The better man won't let it happen. He stands here, and he observes the blow, and he says, go ahead and pray, son. I got you. Go ahead and fast, son. I got you. Go ahead and live righteous. I got you. Go ahead and live holy. I'll cover you. Go ahead and stand up for righteousness. I'll be right there. I'll bear this burden for you. You want to know why you've been able to make it? Because I've been carrying you. And so you can go ahead and have your seat deep. That's the kind of God that we serve. Hallelujah. If you're thankful for it, shout yes. He tells Solomon, he tells the people here, he said, I don't care how wise Solomon is, he ain't wiser than me. I don't care how great Jonah preached, he ain't no better preacher than I am. I don't care what they did, ain't nobody better than what's standing in front of you, saith the Lord our God. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. And so when we read in Hebrews here, the Bible declares that he is the author, is making us so aware of the fact that we've got a better and more excellent Savior in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you believe it shall, yes. Hallelujah. So in Hebrews 3 and 3, Jesus is worthy of more glory than Moses. In Hebrews 7 and 3, Jesus is better than Melchizedek. In Hebrews 7 and 19, Jesus offers us a better hope. And in Hebrews 7 and 26, Jesus is better than Aaron and in Hebrews 7 and 22 the writer declares that Jesus offers us a better testament in Hebrews 9 and 23 the Bible declares that he offers us a better sacrifice as a matter of fact Jesus is our better sacrifice I read in the Bible where it declares in Hebrews chapter 10 that the high priest will go about his business throughout the temple all day, every day, uh, making sacrifices for our sins. Uh, the Bible declares uh, that He would the high priest uh, would come into the outer court, uh, my God, and the first thing that He would have to do. Jesus, is he'd have to wash himself at the brazen laver. And one of the other things he would have to do is he'd have to make a bloody and nasty sacrifice of a bullock or ram for the sins of our people. Look at how dirty the high priest is getting just so the people could have their sins not removed but atoned and covered so that God would still be with them. This is the system that God instituted but I want you all to pay attention as we walk through the tabernacle now because at the tabernacle when you walked in the brazen altar of sacrifice was right there but there was nowhere for the priest to sit because the priest had to always keep on working because the work was not done and when the priest made his way to the brazen made his way to the brazen labor to wash his hands Deacon Zimmerman, there was nowhere for the priest to sit because his work was not done and when by the time he made his way through the first curtain he went went in there where the the golden lampstand was and the table of showbread because this is what was required by God. But when he went in there, there was no chair and nowhere for him to sit because his work was not done. And by this time, the priest got fire from off of the brazen altar and lit the candles. There was still nowhere for him to sit because his work was not done. The Bible declared that that high priest was now go beyond the veil to where the holy of holies is that's where the presence of God was anybody want to be where the presence of God is anybody want his presence to be in your house to be in your heart to be in your mind everywhere you are I heard the old saint say take the Lord along with you everywhere you go hallelujah hallelujah and so we find out here the high priest comes in and he's spr- sprinkles the blood on the mercy seat where the cherubim's touch, but there's nowhere for him to sit because his work was not done. But I'm so glad that the Bible declares that everything the priest was doing, it was a pattern of things in heaven. And so God's will had to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the Bible declares that now our high priest is Jesus. And the Bible says when he he ascended on high deek and he made sacrifice for us and sprinkled the blood on the mercy seat. The Bible declares that he now sat down that now he's better than the priest of the Old Testament because their work was never done but Jesus when he ascended on high the Bible declares that he sat down because his work was done I heard Jesus say on the cross it is finished I paid the debt I suffered I bled and I died and now I'm seated at the right hand of God. I'm seated in power. I don't got to get up no more. I'm seated because the work is done. Somebody look to your neighbor and say, Jesus finished it. The man with the better name, the man with the more excellent name, he got the work done and now what he does is he takes the finished work and he makes it available unto you. And he calls the availability, he calls it the gospel. And do you remember what the gospel is? Jesus died according to the scriptures. He suffered, bled and died. He suffered bled and died. He suffered bled and died. He suffered bled and died died. for your sins, for your lying, for your fornicating, for your adultery, for your stealing, for your for your sins, for your law-breaking self, for your lying self, with my dirty self, with our unclean self, a clean man died for such an unclean people and the Bible declares that he was buried and three days later he rose he rose he rose just like he said he would and now the Bible declares that Jesus we're foreseeing. We have a high priest now. We have a better high priest. The Bible declares that his name is better than the angels. His name is better than any name we ever heard. I heard somewhere say that everything you do in word or in deed do it all in the name of Jesus. I need Jesus to cover my home. I need Jesus to cover my car, I need Jesus to cover my mind. Somebody get excited right now. If you really love that name, if you can't live without the name, if you can't make it without that better and more excellent name, you ought to praise God right now. Wherefore, he has been highly exalted and given a name that is above every name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, every tongue shall swear that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Your Lord Jesus, get the glory. Your Lord Jesus, get the glory. Your Lord Jesus. Get the glory. Your Lord Jesus Get the glory. You're my healer, Jesus. Get the glory. You're my deliverer, Jesus. Get the glory. You're my sustainer. Get the glory. The glory belongs to you. I heard Jesus say, I am the Lord, and that is my name and my glory. I won't give it to nobody else. Jesus wants the glory. Jesus deserves the glory. Come on, Livingstone! Come on, with me. Come on, come on. Don't you want to go where glory is, where joy is, where peace is. Jesus, my Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. We've got a better name, my sister. We've got a more excellent name. Don't y'all know that? Do you know why you can come in here and lift up your hands and cry and feel the presence of God? Uh, Samuel couldn't do that. Adam couldn't do that. Moses couldn't do that for you. With all the writing he did, he couldn't do it for you. He brought out a multitude of people that was larger than a million folk, and he, he couldn't do this. The reason why we can do this now is because we have a Savior with a better and more excellent name. I don't know what my life holds tomorrow, but if I'm, if I'm dead and gone, his name will still be the name above all names. His name will still be the name above all names. I, 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 I don't want to live this life without Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we go ahead and just, can we bless God for a second, please? Can we just take some time and appreciate Jesus? I want everybody in here, everybody in here, because, uh, because, uh. Just, 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 just stand up. Do whatever you got to do. But I don't care how it sounds. I don't care how it looks. But I want everybody in here to give something. If you got to sit, then sit. That's fine. I don't care what you got to do. But I want everybody in here to take a moment and to remember when that better name came through for you, when that more excellent name came through for you. You may be like the devil's going to try to tell you it hadn't happened in a long time. No, no, if you woke up this morning, the better name did that. You made it here safely. There was a better name that covered you on the way here. Our lives are not long enough to praise Him for what He's really worth. That's why we got to praise Him intensely. We want great miracles but won't give great praise. Give it to Him. Give it to him right now in the name of Jesus. Give it to him in the name of Jesus. Give it to the better name. 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 There's a better name that wants to come in here. There's a better name that wants to be among us. There's a better name that wants to cover us. He wants to smother us with this presence, But he's got a bit of an ego about himself. He wants you to call him. He wants you to call him. He wants you to need him. He wants you to acknowledge him. You've got to acknowledge him you've got to acknowledge him somebody shout Jesus in here somebody Jesus 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 call his name with me all right let's get back to this Jesus 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 my healer Jesus my deliverer Jesus my savior Jesus my sustainer Jesus my rock Jesus my fortress Jesus my shield Jesus my buckler Jesus my father Jesus my brother Jesus my friend Jesus my lover. Jesus, the lift up of my head. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I want him. I want him more than I want anything. I told the Lord this year. I told him last year. I said, Lord, if it gets me closer to you, you can have my legal career. I don't want to be an attorney if it's going to keep me from Jesus. I don't want it. I just want Jesus. I want his will to be done in my life. Got too much work to do to be encumbered by the world. I pray that the Lord deliver everybody in here to be in full-time ministry. That's what I want. That's my prayer, that the Lord can bless the saints to serve the church full-time so that we can win this city for Jesus. Lord, get the saints off these jobs and make sure they get whatever they need so they can serve you, Lord. Help them, Lord. Help them, Jesus. The saints want to serve you, Lord. They want to do better things for the better name. They want to do more excellent things, but they need the more excellent name. We thank you, God. Anybody need prayer right where you are? If you need prayer for anything, just just raise your hand right where you are. Raise your hand right where you are. Now, you don't have to say it out loud, but I want you to tell the Lord what it is that you need. I want you to tell the Lord what it is that you need. I want you to tell the Lord what it is that you need. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. I want you to tell Him what it is that you need. Now, everybody in here, I want you to pick someone. Don't pray for yourself. I want you to pick someone else to pray for. And just pray for them right where you are. Just start praying for them. Start interceding for them. Just say, Lord, Lord, cover them, whoever. Lord, cover these people in here right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is they stand in need of, dear Lord God, we believe you for it, Lord. The saints came in here. The people came in here, dear Lord God, with needs, God. We know, dear Lord God, that you are able to supply all of our need according to your riches and glory. If they need food, God, feed them. If they need shelter, God, shelter them. If they need clothes, God, clothe them. If they need peace, God, give it. If they need help, God. God provided. Whatever it is that they need, dear Lord God. If a foul spirit is attacking them, dear Lord God, we curse that foul spirit right now in the name of Jesus. We curse the spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. We say, Satan the Lord rebuke you. We cast you. We bind you right now and cast you out and command you to go into dry places right now and we speak a spirit of relief and peace in here right now, God. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that are laboring, heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I, I call upon your rest, Lord. I call upon your rest to be in this place. I call upon the favor of God. I call upon ministering spirits. I want angels to come in here and cover this place and let it encamp around about us, God. You said the angel of the Lord encamp around about them that fear you. Uh, We reverence you in this place, God. God, forgive us for anything we've done outside of your will that's not been pleasing unto you, God. But cast us aside right now, God, for for your glory. Cast us aside for your glory. Cast us aside for your glory! Now, if you believe the Lord answered your prayer, seal it with the praise, please. Open your mouth and begin to praise God. If you believe if you believe it, open your mouth and begin to praise God.
0: Amen and amen. We hope that you have received something valuable from this message. We want to thank you for your time and support. God loves you and so do we. Have a blessed and fantastic week. Thank you and amen.